Sports! Welcome to the Sports Inn. Uh, I'm your host, Ian. I'm Daniel. I'm Drew. And, uh, um... Part three? <laughs> Part three? Uh, yeah, we got uh, plugs here. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you've obviously already heard of us somewhere. But the other places that you can hear about us are on Twitter, and we are the Sports Id at at the Sports Id. <laughs> God. All right, Drew, this is it's all you, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right, yes, we're on Twitter at the Sports Id. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/the-sports-id. Uh, we are now on iTunes. If you just go to the iTunes store and search the Sports Id, you might have to sort by podcast to get us to show up, but uh, we are on there. And then we have also got um, our website, obviously, which is thesportsid.blogspot.com. Um, and we also have a RSS feed on there for those of you that are enlightened enough to not use crappy Apple products and maybe have an Android phone and so you need an actual feed address to subscribe. Uh, you can do that there. There was no need for that. Um, we could have left. We could have left the shot against Apple out of it. No, I I couldn't. <laughs> Continue. We'll, we can discuss this off air. All right. So. so so let's let's get this baby started then. Let's start talking about some football. Let's move on to the week two games. Let's talk about that. So so I know we talked about uh, before we started recording here. You guys wanted to talk about uh, the Seattle San Francisco game. So let's talk about that one first. Go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> well, um, one of us last week predicted this game and predicted it wouldn't be close. That'd be moi. Uh, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys watched this game. It was, it was scary how dominant Seattle's defense was. Like they were just, a, they were a step ahead of San Fran the entire night. Uh, they manned up. Yeah, I guess the the San Fran corners, Anquan Bolden, for all you guys that lost your shit after week one and thought he was getting 20 touchdowns, he didn't. Uh, he's not going to. Richard Sherman was – I mean, look, Richard Sherman a, is a bit of an asshole, but, man, that dude can play football. And I don't know if you – did you guys see that pick, that one pick he had? No. It was like he, he, under, like he had the safety over top. They, like, confused Kaepernick because they're doing man the whole night. He finally thought, like, he had the right play call. He sent Bolden deep, but Sherman knew he had a safety over the top. Just undercuts it. For those that played Madden, you know exactly what the corner does. Undercut it, picked it off. It was just a thing of beauty. I mean, the game was over at that point, but I think that was dominance, man. I think Seattle's got to have, like, the best two corners in the league with with him and Brandon Browner. Yeah, they're, they're so big. They're, like... Six feet, two hundred. Browner's like six four, two ten. I mean, they're both that's... huge, and they can keep up with the fast receivers. I mean, exactly. yeah, they're they're ridiculous in coverage. One of the things I really like. I mean, I, anyone. I'm not saying that the Seattle Seahawks are the best team in the NFL. Like half the world is right now, but they. They will not be beaten at home this season. Just put it that way. You, if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you better have a home field advantage because no one's going in Seattle and beating that team at all. I mean, they overcame Russell Wilson playing like trash, and still won by what twenty six points. I was gonna bring that up. I now I didn't see the game, uh, but I remember checking fantasy scores halfway through, and Russell Wilson was not doing well. But he ended the game with four hundred and sixty two yards and two touchdowns. 
That's a 96.8 rating. I mean, that's that's pretty good. So so what happened in the second half? I mean, I mean, sometimes numbers can get overinflated, you know. But when the, everything that happened for Russell Wilson, which like if you're fantasy wise, you're happy about that. But looking at that game, there's no way you could come from that and say, "Wow, Russell Wilson really played well." The defense was Seattle's defense was so so dominant that everything Russell did was kind of like just like backdrop to he had like free reign, I guess. Like once. The Seattle figured out, hey, the, the Niners aren't scoring on us at all tonight. We can do whatever we want offensively. I think like a lot of pressure came off Russell, and they were just like some of that freedom, and he'd just be able to sling the ball around a lot. Marshawn Lynch, just like king of the check down, and I think he had three tuggies or something like that. But I, I, I mean, I was impressed. I was just, I was so impressed by Seattle last night or Monday, Tuesday, Monday. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. Just say last night. Um, <laughs> pretend we record this on Tuesdays. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to – Marshawn Lynch, I wanted to ask about that. 141 yards. Like, how did how did this offense pile up so many yards against the 49ers defense, which isn't bad? How did – I mean, how did that happen? Well, the I mean, 49ers defense is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. I mean, That's crazy. This thing, I mean, Seattle had the ball. I'm look, I jumped up the box score so I can, like, refresh. They had the ball 13 minutes longer. They ran 19 more plays. And they just absolutely, I mean, after a while, I don't care how good your defense is. If you're on the on the field the whole time, I mean, you're going to give up points. You're going to get gashed. You're going to get tired. I mean, and how many, Russell wasn't in that 462 yards. He had a, a buck 42. What are you talking about, Drew? Russell Wilson passing 462 yards. That's what uh, that's, that's what I'm seeing on. Oh, son of a bitch! This is season stats. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> I'm a, I, was, I was sitting there. I was like 462, and you asked me what happened in the second half. I'm like nothing. But let me try. Like that is wow. The last two weeks, it has shown me weekly stats. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's my bet. No, uh, like I said, no. He was like anything he. he this is about uh, Seattle's defense. Nothing else. Nothing else. They, this, they are, Niners ran 50 plays and had 207 yards, man. Like, that's, that's sad. Four yards. That's sad, man. And the San Francisco played well. You can attribute a lot of it to the weather. The weather was horrible. The only part of this game that I watched, uh, you know, I figured I'll watch it because we got to record the podcast and I want to sound at least mildly intelligent, like the, the Bado says. So I tune in. Oh, it's on. It's on rain delay. The players are just walking into the into the <coughs> locker rooms. So it's, I watch the lightning lightning delay. Yeah. Sorry, that's one thing. So I watched the baseball. We- watch the whole weather delay, and uh, <laughs> right when the weather delay was about to come to an end, I was like, "Oh, I'm so tired," and I went to bed. And I didn't, actually didn't watch any of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you you said it in that voice, like out loud to yourself. I always do. That's what I talk about. Yeah, but, like, uh, Kaepernick was just running for his life. He was making horrible reads. He had a little uh, bad luck a couple of times. They were going for that first score in the first quarter, and he throws that ball up, gets tipped up in the air, and uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks pick it off. But, I mean, in five turnovers, I mean. That's just, that's not Kaepernick, you know. That has to be the crowd. It's got to be. 
you know, they set the record for the loudest uh, stadium noise or something like that. But it was like a crazy amount. How many other times have, have people tried for that record? I don't know. Because I feel Probably like it can't be that often. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say they got it by default, because obviously, like, it's loud. They ha- there's a reputation there. That it's it's not for no reason. It's a loud stadium right. to, to play at. But I just feel like, how many times have people really gone for that record? Probably not a ton, so it probably wasn't that difficult for them to get. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was like, I think the record was 139 decibels or something like that. Like, oh that could God. be way off. I might be retarded, but, like, <laughs> wrong. But it was something, like, super loud, and they fucking broke it. <laughs> and, uh, like, it had to be the crowd. It was the crowd, the weather, you know. Like, Daniel always said, yeah, going into hostile territory. Their defense is out of this world. It's just, I don't know, it's just a bad week for Colin Kaepernick and the uh, and company. See, I think it it has a lot more to do with, like, the defense than the volume. But I think I think it's just an example that, like, you know what? Kaepernick is the human being. Like ESPN and everybody can can jump on his dick. They can they can love that guy, but he's still a human being, and he's gonna have down games. And against Seattle is when you expect him to have a down game. And I yeah. don't think anything should really be made of it because I know a lot of people were kind of panicking about Kaepernick after that game. No way. There's no way that you 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 stay the course. Yeah. I mean, I think the last two games they've lost to Seattle in Seattle, lost seventy to seventeen. As a combined score, but they know like <laughs> you, you're not beating that team in their own home. I mean, you think about all that noise. What does it do? Doesn't allow you to check down. You're not as comfortable with your audibles. Guys can't hear as well. So you might play a vanilla, a vanilla kind of game, you know, dink and dunks. And yeah, it's harder to just call regular yeah. plays. The coach can't call in plays from the sideline when it's that loud. Hand signals, and I'm pretty sure teams don't work on hand signals. You know every week in practice, so they're probably like, forcing these hand signals. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to them. I mean, yeah. But why is that Why is that stadium so loud? Like, is it the way it's designed? Yeah, or yeah. is it just because fans are crazy? It's the shape no, of the end zones. Both. It's, it's both. It's well, both, yeah. but I think uh, Seattle specifically, like, requested when we build a stadium, we want it to be as loud as it possibly can be. Yeah, from what I understand, their their uh, their end zones are shaped and angled in a way that makes the sound echo more. Just it makes it louder, builds on itself. Yeah. You see, I just I honestly just didn't know. I was just curious as to why it was like that. All right, so let's talk about. Uh, I know th- I know this game is going to be high up on everybody's list to hear about. Uh, let's talk about the Browns Ravens game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Drew made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just want—I just want to say I'm—I feel so bad for Cleveland fans. I mean, yeah, so bad. They can never get it right. Like they have a good offense, I have a bad defense. I have a a good defense, I have a bad offense, and like Brandon got, Whedon. Yeah, you got you got Joe Hayden, you got uh, Brandon Whedon. Yeah, I mean Brandon Whedon is god awful, and like Jason. I think didn't Jason Campbell come into this game at one point and like try to? Yes, he did. He saved. <laughs> he had a whopping four attempts. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brandon Weaver and sure. Jason Campbell. Players going to be starting next week though, so look forward to that, folks. Uh, here's a little fantasy hit, guys. Pick up the Vikings defense this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is where the Vikings get a big win. 
I, I hate to say it, but yeah, this is this is where the Vikings. Okay, we we can talk about that when we get to the picks more. But uh, really, the reason I wanted to bring this up was just so we could mention uh, Whedon getting replaced, and I figured that would be a real solid segue into uh, the RG three panic. Oh, can I go? Can yeah, I go? yeah. This is you plug the article, baby. Yes. This is where it happened. First of all, okay, I wrote about this on our site, the Sports Ed. Uh, it's Happy Days No More for ESPN. It's the title. You can click on it, read it. I, I was sitting in a bar. Don't ask me why I was sitting in a bar at 12 o'clock. We were just having a good time. And uh, <laughs> we were sitting on the screen and like sitting down at the bar. And on the screen flashes, like, would the Redskins be better if Kirk Cousins was running the offense? And I looked at my brother and lost my shit. Like, is, is it like have we have they become so desperate for attention that they'll just say anything? You know, like let's just throw some random shit against the wall and see who buys into it. And then like Jerome Bettis and Tim Hasselbeck are sitting there going, "Yeah, I do believe that they they do better." Like people put a Superman cape on this guy six like four and five months ago. He's coming back from major knee surgery. The defense is shit, but let's replace the quarterback. It's like it just. Okay, well, here's where I want to jump in, because while I don't agree with what ESPN did, and I am kind of more on your side, I, I do somewhat understand the argument, and here's where. He's coming back for major surgery. Watching him play the last two games, something's not quite right. He started to look a lot better at the end of the Packer game, but he, still, something doesn't look quite right. So where is the harm in pulling him and putting in Kirk Cousins if it will allow Griffin to recover and... I mean, as long as it doesn't shatter his confidence, but I think he's enough of a man, not a child, to cope with being pulled. I mean, don't you think that there's a way that that could help him? No, no way at all. No, no. The the move was, if you're going, you had to play RG3 in the preseason. They should have played him in the preseason. That's the argument that should be made. I don't think he was medically cleared. No, he was medically cleared. Yeah, he was medically cleared to play in the preseason. I think after week two. So, you need, like, he's getting his reps now, okay? For anyone who's an NBA guy, Derek Rose just went through this, and I killed him for not coming back once he's been medically clear. The hurdle, the it that you're not seeing with RG, RG3 is is mental. Like, he's mentally unsure. Physically, he's fine. Mentally, he's unsure. And the only way he's going to get through that is by playing football. There's no, he's your franchise quarterback. Like, this guy has potential to be a top ten quarterback of all time. You don't bench him two weeks into the season because you're 0-2. I mean, last year they were 3-6 and six and went to the, made the playoffs. Like, calm the fuck down. There's no need <laughs> to, like, panic after you're 0-2. The ca- you're one game behind the Cowboys, the Giants. Actually, the top of the Giants. But you're one game behind the Eagles and the Cowboys, and neither one of those teams are, any, are world beaters. It's just, it's just widespread panic and hyperbolic bullshit. And it drives me nuts. It's like, what, like, Kirk Cousins, seriously. Yeah, that's that's really the only counter argument that needs to be made. Like I said, I completely agree with you. I just wanted to uh, spark a little discussion there. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. He just needs to get his reps. And like I said, he was starting to look a lot better at the end of that Packer game, and it wasn't just because the Packers' defense was uh, trying out their corners at new positions, which they were, but... <laughs> He, he he certainly was looking better. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Packers then while we're on the same game. How about that defense? How about him? 
What about it? I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the week you are you going to poke your chest out? Is that what you're about to do? No, like, I mean, they, <laughs> okay. The things, the things I said after week one are they are not going to look this bad the rest of the season, and they didn't look even close to that bad this game. Not even at the end of the game, where, like I said, they were shuffling around their corners to get uh, Micah Hyde some snaps and to to just try out their their nickel and dime backs. They they still looked a lot better. I mean, it was. It well, you can't look a lot worse than you. When you, after you give up 421 yards, God forbid. No, but the point is they didn't even <laughs> look the same. They looked much better than that. Well, Dom Capers must have really given him a stern talking to. <laughs> all, all I want is is just a little acknowledgement that I was right. Green Bay's defense probably won't be excellent, but they are not going to look. They are not going to be as bad as they were in Week One. Okay, well I'm going to stop you right there. All right, thank you, man. Thank you, please. Thank you. I have no um, idea. <laughs> you just uh, like contradicted yourself because. Whoa, whoa, hey guys, hey, can we real quick? Sorry to interrupt, Ian. Is this breaking this news? Just breaking news. Trent Richardson has just been traded to the Colts. Are you serious? No, what? I'm serious as Aspergers. For who? That's pretty serious. For first Andrew round pick. Oh, Parish of thought. Trent Rich, God damn, dude, well, that's nuts. It is official. You heard it here first. It is <laughs> unless you're on the internet. It is okay. Three minutes ago, Browns trade Trent Richardson to Colts for first round pick. So wow, yeah, the it's official. The Browns have uh, given up on this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep, just given up. Playing for the future. They're starting Brad Bugger and they're right. benching Brandon Eden and. You know, next thing they're going to trade away uh, Joe Hayden for another first-round pick. No way, no way. Well, maybe. I mean, if they're not playing for now, they might as well. He's they, only going to get older. If they're trading away Trent Richardson, yeah. like, that, they clearly are like, look, nobody is fucking safe. I yeah. think, I think, but see, I think what they did was, like, Trent Richardson is actually a bit overrated. And I feel like if you can, in the NFL, running back is not a, a, a position that's, like, a glamour position anymore, and there's like a ton of uh, good players there. I mean, most offenses aren't even built out the running game anymore. If you can give give up an above average running back for a first round pick, I mean, I, I think that's what they thought. Like, we have to do this trade. There's this well, who are their back? Uh, right now, I am looking it up, and as soon as this page loads, I will be able to tell you. Bobby Rainey is their only listed backup uh, at depth on their depth chart. He sounds like a temptation. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> Five eight two twelve. He's second year player out of Western Kentucky. Who do they got at fullback? He's got zero career stats. <laughs> <laughs> fullback? Uh, yeah. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Ogben Ogbenaya. Chris Ogbenaya. <laughs> Chris. Jeez. Let's say Chris. Yeah, Chris yeah, is their fullback. You know, Chris. Chris is their their fourth year fullback out of Texas. His career, uh, ninety five attempts for four hundred and twenty five yards and one touchdown. Oh, that's not wow. bad for fullback. Well, okay, we're, we're like, what do you think this trade means for the Colts? I mean, uh, I think it's pretty good. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. I mean, <laughs> you think about it like a first round pick does not always pay off. You already know that no. Trent Richardson is an above average back. He doesn't have to be top ten. He just has to be a top sixteen. I think it's I think it's a good trade for them. 
I mean, they're they're already a young team, and they're trying to win now or in the yeah. next couple of years. I think it's a really good move for them. Yeah, he's like second. I mean, I'm not a big Richardson guy, but if you look at that, you have a second year quarterback, a second year running back. You got T. Y. Hilton, a second year receiver. You know, they're trying to recreate that Harrison, Peyton, Edger, and James kind of. We all come up together and hopefully be Pro Bowls, Pro Bowlers for like the next ten years. I miss the days that Edger and James was amazing. Yeah, he's Edger and James eternally is amazing. So. He's just not amazing at football anymore. Yeah, that's mainly his name. Mainly his name. Edrin. That's fucking oh god. The Edge? Are you kidding me? It's badass. Gold with the gold grill? I mean that's kinda of tight, bro. With the dreads before it's popular. Yeah. I just I who the hell is it gonna be the Browns running back now? <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. I can't I, I'm looking at their official like on the Cleveland Browns website death chart and it's just Trent Richardson, Bobby Rainey, and Chris. <laughs> I don't even know what free agent backs are out there right now. Oh, I'm Kevin going. Smith. Kevin Smith is oh, out there. He yeah. Split. Uh-huh, because he's the answer. <laughs> Kevin's the answer, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I mean, he's so horrible. Double down on yeah, that Vikings uh, for fantasy this week, guys, by the way. Double down yeah, on that. If, it's, if yeah, you're in an it. IDP league, take a- any Vikings individual players you can get. Just everything. Go full-on Vikings this week. You know who the you know who the uh, <clears throat> Browns should trade for? Mikel LaShore. Uh, eh, maybe. I mean, it's got to be better, get him. It's gotta be better than the two guys they right. have, but. Yeah, just, just to get him out of Detroit, I would love to see that. Sick of it. I don't know. I just fucking. Well, like a six-round pick? I mean, I mean, seven? Sure. Okay. Anything. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and lifetime passes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. A fucking hoagie. Give him a hoagie, <laughs> and then they can have him tell a short. They can't give him a hoagie. John Madden will fight him for it. <laughs> Whoa, what were you burning Madden for? I like Madden, but he the man's Hogan. obsessed with hoagies. You can't touch Madden. Madden's like... Yeah, Madden. he, is a he is a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you want a good laugh, look up John Madden with long hair. It's kind of it's kind of funny. It sounds frightening. Well, <laughs> <laughs> haunt my nightmares. Oh, all right, here we go. The Browns also announced they will bring in running back Willis McGahee. Ah, I said McGahee like 20 seconds ago. Crazy. That would be bad. Bringing him in for a tryout, he will – normally I would say that doesn't necessarily he's going to make the team, but his competition is Chris, so I think he's going to make the team. So how weird is it that we were just talking about the Browns and this news broke? God. Segway, baby. It's like we're mind readers. It's nuts. (laughs) Saying. All right. So, uh, anything else we want to talk about in this Packer game before we move on? Um, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, yeah. So, who's, the, who's the defensive back? The safety. Uh, for the, Brandon yeah. Merriweather. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Um. Okay. So it's kind of it's kind of karma what ended up happening to him. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that didn't see this game and somehow did not hear about it. Uh, Brandon Merriweather on the fifth snap of the game, uh, helmet to helmet, outside the tackle box, which is why there was apparently no penalty. Uh, helmet to helmet hit on Eddie Lacy, gave him a concussion, took him out for the rest of the game. 
uh, I think it was like a quarter. Not hold. Yeah. Like his yeah. arms went straight out. Oh, like, he went, yeah. He, yeah, he limped the second he got hit and he tried to stand up and he fell right back down. Um, I think it was like the next quarter or something. He tried to do the same thing to James Starks. Same thing, running outside, dropped his helmet, tried to hit him. And this time he's the one that got knocked out. And somehow he didn't get a penalty on either call. And I don't even think he's being fined. What needs... Okay, this this is... This fucking irritates the shit out of me. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I'm bringing Stu into this. Ian he does, does not get upset about very many things, so he's usually a happy-go-lucky guy, so you better listen up, folks, because he's enraged. He does this twice in one game. Yep. And because he knocks himself out, people are like, oh, well, you know, it's already paid for itself. Oh, no. That's <laughs> bullshit. Yep. That nope. is Bullshit. I wanted to bring that up, actually. When he was knocked out on the sideline, they cut to commercial. When they came back, he was starting to get up, and everybody started clapping. And I thought, son of a bitch, if he just fucking smashed his head into a traffic pole and fell down, people wouldn't clap when he stood up. They'd call him a fucking idiot for doing something that he knows is dangerous. He has been told is dangerous, which is illegal in the league that he plays in, and he did it anyway. I'm sorry, I'm not going to ever hope for anybody to get hurt. No one, not... Not anyone, not even my most hated player would I ever wish for them to get hurt. And I was very glad that he stood up and seems to be okay. He's got a concussion too, but he seems that like he's going to come out of it all right. Great for him. But he's a fucking idiot, and he should still be fined for doing it. Like, I don't understand. Like, people, I don't know if they just need a scapegoat, and they label Sue as the dirtiest player in the NFL. And sure, Sue does all kinds of things like, yeah, he stomped on the guy. Stomping on the guy like he did is not going to fucking end the guy's career, you know? No. I like, mean, but he's still labeled as the dirtiest player. This guy, he's headhunting. He hit the crown of his helmet, hit Eddie Lacy's ear hole. Yep. Like, he, oh, my God, it just... He, he, was, it, it he was out there to kill him. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. And and I think Daniel brought this, this quote up last week um, uh, about, um, Jesus Christ, now I can't remember his name. Defense Jerry Allen? Yes, thank you very much, that one. Why are they out there trying to kill each other? Yes, it's a game, and you should play hard, but that's not how you tackle. You don't throw your helmet at somebody. You, you, oh, I, I'm sorry, I cannot get over this. He's just—he's a fucking prick. Yeah, I'll just say it straight up. Like he should be fined. He should be fined a hundred thousand dollars, just like Sue was. Yes, he should. You know, his his if it, if it's not worse, it's equally bad. If what the, he did. If the NFL wants to crack down on concussions, like they say they do then any illegal hit or contact of any kind that leads to a player being concussed should automatically be whatever the maximum penalty amount is, which is, I think... And a one-game suspension. Yes. And a one-game suspension. They need to drop the fucking hammer if they want to change it. Because they've tried this little pussyfoot and, like, like, finding them $5,000 or $10,000. That's fucking pocket change to them. They spend more money on laundry... I'm sure, than they do on these fucking fines. They need to drop the fucking hammer. $100,000 and a, at least one game suspension. Yeah, and especially you, these safeties. I, I, I'm drawing blanks on names right now. But there's safeties in the league. A lot Donald of them. Yes, that, that do this. Yes. They they headhunt, they lead with the, the helmet, and they do it over and over. And they've been fined three or four times. And they keep doing it. Because, like you said, it doesn't matter to them. They're still getting a paycheck. A little bit of it's gone. Big fucking deal. They make a big move. Everybody claps. It's it's ridiculous. Well, didn't Golston just what is a 
How many games did he get suspended for? I think for? just the one. He got. You got it. It's actually overturned, guys. He they overturned it. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, uh, I was just actually I was just reading that before we started recording. Was yeah, the uh, suspension was overturned, but he's still being fined the hundred thousand. I think. This is bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, I would be just as enraged if this happened to Toby Gerhardt, which I don't know if you guys know this. I hate the Vikings a lot. Um, if this had happened to Toby Gerhardt, I would still be just as enraged because this kind of hit is just like unacceptable, completely unacceptable. Twice in one game, and like if the Packers need anything right now, it's probably a secondary and a running game. And they took out their first round draft pick with a shot to the head, and then tried to take out the second string running back. Yeah, this. I mean, it it probably yeah, I, won't be, and I. I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but this shouldn't be the end of Eddie Lacy's career. But a hit like this easily could be. This is a young guy. He got out of college. He wants his shot at the 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 NFL. He's getting his first carry on a game that was going to be huge for him. I mean, he didn't know it at the time. But if James Starks can run for 132 yards, then Eddie Lacy should have got, like, 10,000 yards because I still hate <laughs> James Starks. But I just I, – I don't I – don't You know, I'm, I'm watching the hits right now. I didn't watch this game. I, I, I disagree with you guys. I don't think it was as egregious as you're making it sound. I mean, you're, you're insane. It's an. Let me let me let me. Say, it's old school football. I mean, like he okay. went. It's he did go high. He did go high. But I'm not one of these guys that's sitting here going, "We need to take out the high hits in football." I'm more concerned about these low hits and like hitting defenseless linemen and chop blocking offensive line. That was a good clean hit. It's just Bullshit. that's old school football. How no. did he have? It happens twice in one game. He knocked if it's two a clean, pieces yeah. out. If it's a clean hit, what you don't get you guys grow up on. I mean, look, I mean, like that's that's like Ronnie Lott did that routinely. Like that's and Rod it's outlawed now for a reason because all the retired players have massive brain injuries. Yeah. Okay. I feel I feel sorry for like guys who played in the seventies made a to- grand total of a hundred thousand dollars in their career. I'm not going to cry for, you know, multi-millionaires getting concussed. I mean, like, these, the compensation is I don't is care wor- how much wor- they're wor- making. They know that hit causes brain damage. It's illegal, and he did it twice, and he's getting a slap on the wrist. Let's put fla- let's just put flags on these guys. Let's put flags on them. We'll just run out there seven-on-seven seven drills, and we'll just pull the flag and, you know, first down. We'll so, every game will be 80 to 90. So not letting a guy cause brain damage to another guy automatically specifies the sport. Every other hit is completely just a total sissy move. These are grown men who understand the risk that they're taking. These are grown men that are often at a defenseless position. Do you, do you think receivers should be allowed to be hit when they're completely defenseless too? What's the difference between a running back getting knocked in the head when... He has no chance or no choice but to lower his head to not die or break his knee or tear his ACL. Okay, like I guess I'm looking at this hit. I'm looking at it again, right? And I wish I could find this hit. Where the where the where did you find it? Just I went to YouTube. Eddie Lacy. I'm Brand, I mean Brandon Merriweather. Eddie Lacy. Like I'm looking at this hit, and okay, if you notice one thing, you know Eddie Lacy hurdles someone, and now he's coming down. Here comes May, uh, Merriweather. And, like, yeah, it's high. But I don't think the guy said, you know, I'm just in the moment. I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to hit him in the neck. Then why do you lead with his helmet? Because guys have been leading with their helmet in football for 90 years. This is football. And, like, and w- yeah, and why do they lead with their helmet? 
Because it's the because hardest you wanna part hit. you yes, can do you the most you... damage. It's not the best way to tackle. It's the way you do the most damage when you're tackling. Of course. It, I'm saying you lay down the hand. Like, as part of defense is intimidation. If you don't intimidate teams like the Packers and the Patriots, you know, they'll put up 50 freaking points on you every week. And, and if, as a defense, and if you they want do these that, guys. Then they're a better football team than you. Well, no, 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 no. Stop. If you play football, you've, I you know. I have football. I say you know. Exactly. You know, over that middle, it is at any second you can be knocked the fuck out. So you're a little, you're a little trepidatious running that slant. You know, you're a little uh, hesitant running that in, and that's what a good defense wants to do to you. Because if you let these guys run free, I mean, they're going to score a limited amount of points. The game has gone way too far in the opposite direction anyway. It's, it's. I applaud Brandon Merriweather. For leaving some man in the damn game. Really? Okay. Really? Stop. So, Every, okay, just stop for a second. Like, I can see, like, where both of you are coming from. Like, I I got an argument with a guy on Reddit again about <laughs> Dominic and Sue. And, uh, just all you, you know, do on was, Reddit is just fight people about Sue. <laughs> work gets slow sometimes, and, you know, I got no, nothing else to do. But <clears throat> I told him, Sue plays old school football. Straight up. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he he's a little bit rough and tumble, and occasionally he does things that are like, you know, like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have done that, Dominican Sue. <laughs> Bad boy. But um, <clears throat> for the most part, he just plays old-school football, Dick Butkus, Deacon Jones-style football. And the way I see uh, Brandon Merriweather said it, and I only saw it once, so I saw both of them once on a highlight. And like both of them look dirty at first at first look. I haven't rewatched them since, and I'm not going to, because like they Drew's right. They're trying to outlaw those hits. But I also agree with you, Daniel, that there needs to be like still some man in the game of football because people I think people watch football for the hit. I, I, look, I don't know what you like. I just said you. No. When I grew up on football. I enjoy you know really tough, rough and rumble games where the hitting is hard. Like that Patriots Ravens game. I'm not game. saying it should it's be Ravens football. You can hit a guy hard with your shoulder pad. You can hit a guy hard just hitting him. You don't have to lead with your goddamn helmet. If all all I know, if the league the league is definitely trying to outlaw these hits, they definitely do not want this in the game. But after three days, they reviewed the they reviewed the hit three, four, five, ten, thirty times, and they didn't find, they didn't suspend them. They easily could have suspended him. They could have said, you know what, this is, this is BS. We don't want this in the game. You did this twice. You're gone. They understood there was some – he was playing football, you know. He didn't leave his feet. You know, he didn't All right, that's, launch that's at not, the receiver. Okay, actually, he did launch at the receiver. If you watch the hit where he knocked himself out, he launched himself very clearly. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm rewatching it right now. Clearly leaves his feet to dive at the dude at James Stark's head first. I'm, pull, I'm, I'm pulling I this up, America. That's look, look if, if, if you want to use the argument, keep the man in the Oh, he did not fine. leave his He didn't go two feet perpendicular. He set a foot on the ground. He, he launched himself. Oh, you're just being okay. You're being a right. He launched his momentum up. He launched his momentum, all of his weight, into his helmet, the crown of his helmet, into this guy. Yeah. So you just changed it, all right. I was going to disagree on this. 
We're just going to. We're just not going to see eye to eye. Okay. Even actually, we do need. We're on time constraints right now, so we do need to move on. Okay. <laughs> just one last thing I want to say. If if they're going to crack down on concussions, they're going to make this rule. Then they need to follow it 100 percent of the time, and it should have been a fine. Whether you think that should be a rule or not, it is a rule, and they should enforce it that way. All right. So so let's move on. <laughs> let's let's try and uh, be a little happier now after Daniel and I just raged at each other. Um, <laughs> Do you guys want to do the top ten quarterbacks after that, or you just want to move on? No, to I next? think we got to cut that. Move it to next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, then. we broke Trent Richardson and all that other stuff. So <laughs> I, I just want to say one real quick thing about the Lions. Um, <clears throat> I just want to point out how important Reggie Bush is to the Lions. Bush, Bush to the Lions is as important as Bush is in seventies porn. Wow, that's. How long did you That's take my... writing that one? <laughs> I've been planning that for like three days. Well, it, it, it fell flat, so. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, like they just, as soon as he was injured, they just completely self-destructed. And it's scary, but at the same time comforting to know that Reggie Bush is a good player and he is a game changer. He brings a whole different dynamic to that offense that... Joyke Bell and Kelvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, you know, they can't replace with their individual talent. They need Reggie Bush on that team. See, I kind of want I just wanted to say that. I kind of want to argue with you just a little bit there. I think it's Well, you're just in the fucking mood, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I don't think it has to be that way. Like it the I do think like Joyke Bell is not going to just straight up replace him. But Joyke Bell is a dangerous player, too, so is Calvin Johnson. I think if they just game-planned it a little better, and I think if Bush is out this week and they game-plan around that, I think they're still going to be a pretty scary offense to watch. I'm I'm arguing with you, but I'm defending the Lions' offense. So They're playing, they're playing the worst passing defense in the league, so I don't think they'll have any problem putting up 35 points this week. <laughs> the, what's so, what, so sad about the Bush injury, it just highlights the lack of playmakers around Calvin Johnson. Like, I mean, I understand Reggie Bush is a damn good NFL player, and he's very versatile. If you listen to the podcast last week, we all spoke glowingly on him. But, I mean, jeez, I mean, that's, without him, they, I mean, they did nothing in that second half. I mean, I, I, they – how many times they got the ball past midfield? Like, they started, like, five out of their seven drives – Inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, but you still have Megatron. That's double-teamed every play. You think Burleson and these other average guys could at least beat one-on-one coverage every now and then, but I don't know. Just, it's just, you know, you got to get some playmakers on that team besides they Calvin need to get, Bush. They need to get rid of Brandon Pettigrew because he oh, dropped God. a pass on the fucking lat- – their, their two-minute drill – he dropped a fucking pass that would have been a first down, and like that was so important. And Joyke Bell also dropped the pass, but uh, <clears throat> his wasn't as catchable. They threw it right to Brandon Predigrew, hit him in both of his hands, and he just flat out dropped it. Like I could have caught that ball with my eyes closed and my back turned. Like that's how easy this ball was to catch. They just need to get rid of him. He's got hands of stone. He's got lineman hands. It's ridiculous. So, so where were the other two uh, tight ends in that receiving game then? You got that rookie and uh, what's his what's his fuck? Scheffler. Uh, Scheffler. Yeah. 
I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. What like <laughs> I, I said, like once Reggie Bush went down, all the coaches just fucking pulled yeah. down their pants and started <laughs> screaming around, running all over the place, not knowing what the fuck to do. Our game plan He's is ruined. Glue. He's the glue for that team. That's like if if Matthew Stafford went down, Sean Hill could come in, and Sean Hill is an adequate backup. He he could he could win a game. Um, I, I mean any quarterback could win a game with that fucking team. You know, Christian Ponder Except, could be. Uh, 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 Christian Ponder got the Chavis? best running back in the league, and he still can't win games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, Christian. Wait, tell me, tell they went to the playoffs last year, guys. Let's just let's, let's slow down on the Christian in, Ponder. No, in, they didn't go to the playoffs because of Christian Ponder. They went to the playoffs in spite of Christian Ponder and then used Joe Webb and, frankly, did better than they would have if they used Ponder. What, did, no, Joe Webb was horrible. Joe Webb was... was, was he didn't look like an NFL quarterback. I don't he's like, neither, does, some, like, neither does Ponder. He's trying to run some broke-ass read option in the playoffs. Stop. <laughs> All right, all right, we're 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 running low on time here, so let's move on to our uh, let's move on to our picks. It's been a testy podcast today. It, it has. <laughs> I, was, I told you guys before we started recording, I was already fired up about something else. So, all right, let's uh, let's start with the picks. Uh, we'll start with the Thursday night game, of course. Uh, did did you guys pick that? Yeah, yeah. I'm all I'm ready. I'm all good. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the Thursday night game, we got the Chiefs at the Eagles. Um, you know, I gotta. I think Andy Reid's gonna come out with a, a little bit of vengeance towards the Eagles, and I, I think the the Chiefs are gonna win this game. Honestly, um, this is the game I'm writing about uh, this week, so I'm gonna go super in depth. Just go to the website and check us out. But uh, I like the Eagles in this is, game. The website is esportsid.blogspot.com. Drew, always with the plugs. Nice. But uh, I'm going with Chiefs. I mean, excuse me, Eagles. Uh, short turnaround <laughs> week. Uh, not much time to prepare for that fast Eagles attack. Though I do like the Chiefs defense, I just don't. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. But I, I really have trouble seeing Kansas City moving the ball with that dink and dunk offense. You, you want to beat the Eagles, you got to be explosive and throw the ball downfield. So I'm going Eagles. See... I'm I'm taking the Eagles, but I think the Chiefs have a pretty good shot at this. Like you said, you got to respect their defense. Uh, they're they're pretty good, and I I think you got to take note of the fact that the Eagles' defense is pretty terrible too. So I I don't think the Chiefs even need to be that great to beat Philadelphia, um, but I think they need to be better than Alex Smith has been. So we'll see. But I'm I'm taking the Eagles in this one. Uh, next up, we've got uh, my infallible Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, despite that comment that you just made, uh, I am picking the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Is this one of the three wins they get this season? Is that what's going on? Uh, well, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Bengals uh, going with the home team again. Wow. Yeah, I do like them at home. I think the uh, Cincinnati defense is really underappreciated. We won't say underrated, uh, but they're underappreciated. They're at home. Uh, like I said, I do not believe in that Packers secondary. And who's matching up with A.J. Green? Uh, I definitely see the Bengals winning this. I'm going to give a score, too. That's how confident I am. 24-20. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, I will – 
I will completely agree if you say A.J. Green is a great receiver, because I think he is. But I think it's going to be a lot easier uh, than trying to stop even, like, Anquan Bolden with the 49ers, because I think Kaepernick is just an exponentially better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Um, I'm obviously taking the Packers in this one. I feel like the Bengals are a defense you have to respect, and especially at home. But, I mean, it's the Packers. They got going last week, and... (laughs) <laughs> if you read all all the news articles in, in all the Green Bay papers I've seen this week are about how Aaron Rodgers threw for 480 yards after sleeping in a shitty hotel and having a sore neck. So I think if that's the excuse we're going to use, I, think, I do think he wasn't on top of his game. So I think that they are just well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you said he wasn't on top of his game after he threw for 480 and four tuggies? Yeah, over half of the, that yardage was receivers after the catch. Well, the Green Bay's always been yak. I mean, they're they're a yak squad. Yeah, but no team is ever to that extent. Like that is it. That was a great fucking game. They should just punch Aaron Rodgers in the neck before every game. <laughs> <laughs> Will you volunteer for that job, Ian? Oh, dude, I would. I'd do that job for free. I would pay somebody to do that job. <laughs> just while we're on the topic of Aaron Rodgers, real quick for a second, by the way. Um, I just recently moved to Green Bay, like two weeks ago, uh, and I, oh. I stopped at an Associated Bank here in Green Bay, um, for the first time, and I was terrified, uh, because there was, like, 43 different Aaron Rodgers staring at me. It's, it's like, creepy what this place does to Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean? Like, cardboard cutouts? There was three separate cardboard cutouts and, like, 30 posters with his face on them. I mean, if you live in Green Bay, is, you know, we can look at the snow, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers... <laughs> Just some snow. No shit. I, would, no I, I just day, had yeah. to bring it up because that was terrible. Like, we walked into that bank, and my girlfriend was instantly like, is that Aaron Rodgers? And I was like, yeah, and he's everywhere. Is that Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move on to the uh, what, I, what I'm guessing is going to be the game of the week, the Browns at Vikings. Uh, before we broke that news about the Trent Richardson trade, I actually did have the Browns picked. I'm not joking. I thought I thought for sure that the uh that Joe Hayden would have like four picks on on Christian Ponder, but after that Trent Richardson trade, uh I got to go with the Vikings. I just don't think they they lose a whole new they lose a whole dimension to their offense. I mean, it was a weak dimension, but they lose it and that was that was all they had on offense. So, and it's gone. Well, Joe Hayden may very well still get four picks, but they'll still lose. Uh, I'm definitely going Vikings. I had them before the trade, have them after the trade. I don't believe in bad quarterbacks on the road. Christian Ponder will be at home. They put 30 last weekend on the uh, Bears, so I think some of this Christian Ponder hates a little too much, but whatever, I'm going with Vikings. I'm I'm also taking the Vikings in this uh, for the reasons that Ian said. Just the only dimension the Browns had to their game is gone now. So unless Hayden gets those four picks and runs them all back, I I got to take the best running back in the league and the worst quarterback in the league over them. So I got to go with the Vikings on this one. Uh, next up, we've got the Rams at Cowboys. What what? <clears throat> okay, so uh, Daniel, are you sitting? <laughs> Yes, actually, I'm lying down, looking at the ceiling. Okay, Ooh, that's that's hot. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams in this one. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both of these Wait, teams. have you picked the Cowboys once? Have you picked? You haven't picked them once, have you? No, 
Uh, both of these teams are bad. But oh. for all the reasons that uh, Daniel said last week about when they were playing the uh, Giants and they just looked bad and the Giants sort of just gave them the game because defense looks so terrible. Uh, it's it's mainly that reason. Like, St. Louis is a pretty, a pretty decent team, and the Dallas Cowboys just do not have their shit together at all. Uh, for those keeping score at home, Enos picked all four road teams so far. Well, he, well, he switched his pick. Sorry, when the after the Richardson trade. Uh, this, first of all, the Cowboys lost last week. I'll touch on that real quick. Anyone who's watched the Cowboys for the last eight to nine years know that's what they do on the road against uh, some middling to average team. They blow a game. Uh, they should have. They should have put up so many more points in that game. But I guess the way they played in the Giants game, now the way they played in the Chiefs game, it balances out. So they they should be one and one. Uh, this is a game they win. Uh, this is a game they usually uh, they start off hot, or they start off and then let the team back in, or they start off really bad and have to make a comeback. And this is definitely one of those. They'll start off bad and make a comeback kind of game. Uh, just cannot see Bradford coming into Texas Stadium with his average receiving core, his average running backs, and his Cook. average offensive line. Jared Cook. And this is a good tight. Cook's a good tight end, fantasy wise, but. Uh, there's no way to beat this team. Dallas will get down, I'd say 14-3, and turn up and win, let's say, 31-28. Okay, well, I picked against Dallas week one, and they won. I picked for them week two, and they lost. So I'm going to do kind of a reverse voodoo here, and I want the Cowboys to lose, so I'm going to pick the Cowboys over the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the Cowboy hate? Like, I don't understand this. Like, everyone hates this. I, we haven't been good in I've 20 years. very years. simple reason for you. <laughs> they are called America's team, and I'm a Packers fan, which is more of America's team than the Cowboys are. No, there's so, no one, no, no one likes this, the Packers besides people in Green Bay. You don't go to California. Oh, I'm a Packers fan. I'm a Texas. I'm a Packers fan. Actually, oh. actually, they're they're all over. And I, I wish I still had the link, but I saw a map the other day, like a, like a heat map of like where all the 32 teams fans are, and Green Bay was like three times larger than anybody else. I, I, I'll answer that. I'll answer that in this way. I've been all over this country. I've been to different parts of the world. And I'm always curious. I've the only time I've met a Packer fan was when I went to Texas and met everyone who was from the UP who sold out against their hometown state and roots for the Packers now. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Was, was that a shot at me or because you catch some shrapnel on that shot, some shrapnel. Oh, come on! How is it? I'm I am half Wisconsinite and I was born and raised on the Packers. I. What do you want me to yeah. do? No, we all make choices in life. Have to live with them. Never too late to change. It's never too late. Ian, you, you know the Lions are my second favorite NFC North team. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually one of my favorite teams in the NFC, uh, but obviously under the pack. Wait, what? Excuse me? Yeah. How's it possible? Because I, I love to see a comeback story. Twenty years of shit, and the lines are finally hopefully. Oh, you're, stuck. you're just confused, Drew. You're just confused <laughs> on the inside. You don't know what's up. The underdog. All right. Like the underdog. Next up, you don't root for teams in your division. Are you allowing this game? I will root for them against anybody except the Packers. Oh, like, I, I hate the oh. Packers, but I really, really like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a pretty cool guy, and he can play guitar, and that's awesome. <laughs> and I think Matthew Stafford is a freight train of raw ability. 
Thanks. Oh my god. You guys just wanna you guys I can just hang up and you guys can finish the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna blow each other out of your podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to say that because my mom's listening, so but Ian said it ma, I was thinking it though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up we've got Ian's Detroit Lions at the Washington Redskins. Uh, I'm not going to go into it real in-depth. Y'all know who I'm going to pick, the Lions. I just want to say one real quick fact. The Lions have never in their entire history beaten the Washington Redskins in Washington. I think they're like 0-21 in Washington or something like that, and it's going to come to an end uh, on Sunday. They will be 0-22, my friend. Uh, There's no way the Lions win this game at all. This is a... Detroit Lion uh, classic loss, but they won't. This won't derail their whole season. They're a tough team. They'll come back, but they will lose this game. There's, there's just too much pressure on RG3 to perform. I think he's going to come out and say, "Screw it, let's play football," and just reemerge as a top five quarterback in the NFL. Top three, top two. Wow. Top, who, who top three. Who, top three. Okay, no, I gotta ask who the other two are. You don't even have to give me the order. Just who are the other two? Oh, Brady Manning. Okay. I I mean, I guess I won't fight you on that, but I still think Rodgers should be in there. Anyway. He's top, he's top five. He's top five. Rodgers, nothing wrong being top five quarterback. He's not even top four. Who else Next is in front week. of him? I like Breeze. Oh, for Listen, God. hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, please. We'll go into this next week when we do our top ten quarterbacks. <laughs> we were supposed to do the top Daniel ten this week. Daniel gave it his top five, by the way, so if you're scoring at home, you got five of mine. <laughs> All right, well, tune in for the other 25 next week. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I've actually gone back and forth on this uh, the whole time you two were picking. I'm, I'm going to take the Redskins in this one, um, and it, it hurts me because I would, I would like to see the Lions win it, but, but I, I think, like I said, RG3 was starting to come back at the end of last game. I think, like Daniel said, just it's, it's gone too far. He's not the Superman everybody thinks he is, but he's a hell of a football player, and I think he's, especially if Reggie Bush is out of this game, then I think the Lions have way less of a shot. Uh, I just got to take the Redskins in this one. Uh, next up, we've got the Chargers at Titans. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans. Like, who would have expected this shit? Like, first, they beat the Steelers, and the Steelers have proven to not be as good as everybody thought they were going to be. But then they take the Houston Texans, one of the most powerful offenses in the NFL, to overtime. Like, where did these guys come from, you know? And San Diego put up a good showing last week, but uh, I don't I don't think – they're just not consistent enough at all. Phillip Rivers is just not not just not a good player at all. So I'm going to take the Titans. I know I'm contradicting myself from week one when I've, like, all over the Chargers, but uh, I'm going with the Chargers in this game. Uh, if you look at what they've done in their first two games, they have put up a ton of points. Rivers has put up a lot of yards, and uh, save for one miracle Texans comeback, they could be two and zero. And I guess the Titans could say the same thing. But I believe in uh in the uh, Chargers offense a little bit more. I just that's Jake Locker. That's the only thing I come keep coming back to with the Titans. I think they're kind of smoking mirrors right now. And the Chargers get off to these, they get on these streaks. You know, that's what they do. They'll, they'll win seven, they'll lose twelve. So I think they're, on, they're about to get on a streak right now. And eventually fall apart later, but. <laughs> uh, again, one of those games that I've gone back and forth on. Um, I think 
Ian, you mentioned the Titans taking the Texans to overtime, and I think like the Titans, they're kind of they're kind of riding the high right now, and they really shouldn't. People shouldn't be jumping on them, jumping on the bandwagon because, I mean, like you said, Pittsburgh we've seen not as good as we thought they were going to be, so you kind of expect uh, the Titans team that you see to beat them. But the game against the Texans. That wasn't really against the Texans. I mean, Matt Schaub dropped back like almost 50 times in that game. He threw like, I think it was like 42 or 45 passes, something like that. That's that's not the Texans we're used to seeing. I think if the Texans get back to uh, Arian Foster running a little more instead of giving Ben Tate half the carry, well, a third of the carries, that's what the split was this week anyway, um, I think they'd be a much better team. Uh, so I don't think the Titans are as good as we think they are. I this this pick pains me because I hate Philip Rivers with a passion, uh, but I got to take the Chargers in this one. Uh, let's move on to. I thought you guys were going to have something to say about that, but I guess not. <laughs> I agree with <laughs> Yes. Wait, you have you agree with the Titans? <laughs> I agree with everything you said except your pick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you skip, Bayless? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yes. Right, well. Okay, I thought there was oh, going to be another Dan Weirdorf joke there, but um, let's, move on. <laughs> let's move on to the Bucks at Patriots game. Uh, I actually I flip flop back and forth on this game quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking because the Patriots. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, they're two and zero, but they've <laughs> they've barely won games against teams they're supposed to annihilate. So they're obvious. It's a completely different team, uh, Patriots team that we're used to seeing. But I did, I did pick them because <laughs> the Bucks are really bad. They might, <laughs> they might be worse than the uh, than the Jaguars. I think it's neck and neck for worst team in the league between those two. Uh, hmm. I'm going Bucks. Uh, what? I, yeah. If you look at the Bucks defense, they have dominated the last two teams. Yeah, first one was the Jets. But the Saints, I mean, they were, they allow the Saints to move up and down the field and then shut them down when every time they got on, uh, into Buck territory. Even the Patriots offense is out of sync. They can't pass right now. They're definitely not, they're definitely not going to be able to run the ball against Tampa Bay. And the Patriots always kind of lose an NFC game at home every few years. Last year they lost to the Cardinals on the Godkowski hook field goal. So I think Revis, and the other guy on that side, whoever his name is, Eric Wright, right? No, Wright is Wright still on that team. Anyway, Rondé Barber. Uh, <laughs> I like the. I like. I. I don't see Patriots getting open ever. I don't think they'll have an open receiver the whole game. So this is going to be disgusting and so anti-Patriot football. It's going to be thirteen ten bucks. Uh, wow. I mean, no. I, I I don't I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the Patriots, but I gotta take him in this one because I think Tom Brady is a much better quarterback than Josh Freeman, and I had such high hopes for Josh Freeman, but he's still just not showing anything. He's making poor decisions. He's throwing picks. If 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 he's the quarterback for this game, they're they're gonna lose. They're just they can't they can't even if the defense like keeps them in the game. Tom Brady is just not gonna make mistakes like Josh Freeman is, and he's going to find a way to put the ball in the end zone. Uh, next up, uh, we got the Cardinals at the Saints. Um, I'm going to pick the Saints, and this is not 
this is not me just being like a vengeful Lions fan and I want to see the Cardinals lose. I think that the the Saints are are just a much more mentally strong team than the Lions and you know, the Cardinals are not any not a hard team to put away and the Lions should have got it done last week and they didn't. They self destructed, like I said before. And that's just not gonna happen with the Saints. The Saints will destroy them. I mean they might they're gonna win like twenty to three. Uh, definitely. I, I got the Saints all the way in this. I think this would be a better matchup for the Cardinals if the Saints were one of those teams that had one dominant receiver and they can kind of put Patrick Peterson on them and shadow them the whole game. But the Saints toss that rock around so many, so many different guys in so many different ways. If even the good Cardinals defense won't be able to keep up with that. Plus the Saints are at home. You know, it's just... Cardinals are just not the type of team that can go into the Superdome and get a W. So this, this I don't even think this will be close. Uh, I think it'll be 31-13, 31-10, something around that way. Yeah, I, I gotta agree there. I think even if they put Patrick Peterson on Marquez Colson, they're still just. I mean, Jimmy Graham by himself could run all over that that Cardinals defense. Um, and I just think. You know, the if the Cardinals don't have Larry Fitzgerald, which they might not, for this game, there's just there's no way. It's oh, Fitz isn't playing. He, I think he had a hamstring tweak. He, it's gonna come down to a game time decision, and he he could play, but he also could not. I think it's from what I understand, it's like a fifty fifty split right now. So I mean, if there's any chance he's not in the game, or if he plays limited like he did last week, uh, there's no way. There's just no way. All right, let's move on to the Giants at Panthers. The battle of the winless teams. <coughs> Has um, Ron Rivera been fired yet? Does that happen? <laughs> have you guys seen that stat? Like, I think the Panthers have had to, have had to leave in, like, ten straight games. I'm not sure. I'm probably really off, but I just know something about ten games. They've had to leave in the fourth quarter, and they just can't finish at all. Yeah, I I saw the stat. Uh, I think it was Ron Rivera is three and uh, fifteen in games that are decided by seven points or less, or something like oh, that. Oh, horrible! Yeah, I uh, I I got the uh, I got the Giants in this one. Okay, just note. I'm yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Quick note: we are officially over an hour, so we got to speed this up, folks. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah, just Giants. Uh, Giants. Did not. They, I can't see them being zero and three. Cost them to lose a shit. <laughs> that's something that's never happened before. Yeah, I got to take the Giants in this one too. Uh, it's not the end of the season, so it's not Coughlin's time to choke yet. So I think uh, the Giants will roll over the Panthers. Cam Newton, something, something's iffy with him. Got to figure it out, get it ironed out. But I got to take the Giants. Whoa. Okay. Hold on one second. Coughlin does We're not choke an hour. at the end of the season. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Coughlin does not choke at the end of the season, buddy. Like that's his. That's when he comes together and like brings his team into the wild card in the playoffs, and then upsets the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's that's Coughlin's time to shine as the second half of the season. The Giants get to match up against these prissy teams like the Packers and the Patriots, and they just beat the shit out of them, and they win the Super Bowl. All right, next up we've got the last of the, the last of the, I'm trying to keep this shit rolling, guys. Come Drew, on. you did not take the bait. I respect that. 
<laughs> yeah, the last matchup against the Giants in the playoff. I, no, just okay. So we got the the last of the early uh, Sunday games. We got the Texans at the Ravens. Uh, I got Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Texans been uh, Texans have been walking the fine line. They pay for it this weekend. Uh, I got to pick against you guys. I think the Ravens aren't the Ravens we thought they were. Um, Ray Rice got a little problem with his hip going on, so I think the uh, the Texans might be able to squeak another one out here. Uh, next up, we've got the afternoon games. We got the Falcons at the Dolphins. Um, I'm actually gonna go with the Dolphins. I had the Falcons picked initially, but I think you know the Dolphins. <clears throat> the Dolphins are surprising a shitload of people right now, especially me. I thought they were gonna be horrible, but they've. Won, I mean, they've won a couple games, and the you know the Falcons have lost one. And one one, so I'm gonna go with Miami. Falcons defense is terrible. Roddy White's hurt. Tony Gonzalez might be mentally retired. People will catch on. They'll start doubling Julio Jones. Reti- Wait, mentally retired or mentally retarded? <laughs> <laughs> retired, Ian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Dolphins defense at home. On that grass, will pound the hell out of the Falcons, and no Steven Jackson for Atlanta. This is all the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I would be picking the Dolphins, especially against a team like the Falcons. But I mean, Roddy White injured, Michael Turner out. Uh, I think if there's a time for the Dolphins to beat the Falcons, it's now. So I got to take them. Uh, next up, we got the Bills at the Jets. Bills. Uh, no. well, in case you're keeping score, hold on one second. In case, in case you're keeping score, I've picked the Bills every week. Just so. <laughs> uh, it's a battle of the first two quarterbacks taken in the draft. Not exactly Griffin versus Luck from last year, but EJ Manuel, Gino will go at it. Uh, two good defenses, two mediocre offenses. This is Ian's kind of game. Battle the field goal kicker, taking the home team. <laughs> Jets. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. Just because I believe a little bit more in uh, EJ Manuel than Geno Smith. Uh, next up, we've got the Colts at the 49ers. Poor Colts. Poor Colts. <laughs> 40, 49ers are going to bounce back so hard. Yeah, I think we got a big, a big sweep on this one. Everybody. Do we imagine? Do we? I just imagine like Patrick Willis is imagining Andrew Luck in a Russell Wilson jersey, and he's just going to do everything he possibly can to murder him. <laughs> The Colts line is horrible. You got to face Alden Smith and Justice. This is, uh, I, I would even this play. I'd like sit luck down this game. I was like, screw it, we're not going to play. Don't risk it's it. It's going to be a bad Sunday for the Colts. It's going to be a bad day. All right, next up we've got the Jaguars at the Seahawks. Next up we have the Steelers uh, against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking at the, the picker right now, the pigskin pick'em. They, and the the bar for Jet, nobody has picked Jacksonville in this game. No, but not a single person. Like it, yep. there's there's no green in that bar. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the masses and uh, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks as well. <clears throat> we don't need to waste time. You can go ahead, Drew. All right, yeah, I'm just gonna pick the better football team here, the Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got the Sunday night game: the Bears at the Steelers. Uh, we've said it all show. Uh, the Steelers are not who we thought they were. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bears because, uh, you know, they seem like they've got their shit together. You know, I hate Jay Cutler, but they, I mean, they're doing it, you know. 
this is a hard-headed – this is a pick that someone makes when they're hard-headed and they've already picked the Steelers to make the playoffs and surprise everyone this season like I did. So I'm definitely picking Steelers. I do not believe in that pick. I would like Pittsburgh to know if you lose this game, I will not pick you again for the rest of the season. I'm sure they're heartbroken. Um, they are. Didn't you make that pick last week, too, where you took the Steelers? Yeah, I've been, I picked the Steelers every game, yeah. All right. Rinse and repeat. Don't own them. All right, this is a really painful pick for me because I hate the Bears uh, a lot, and especially Jay Cutler. But, yeah, i I got to take the Bears in this one. The Steelers are awful. Uh, last up, the Monday night game. Uh, this one should be <laughs> really exciting if you're a huge fan of touchdowns. Um, because I think, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bronco, Raiders at Broncos. It's more like huh. if you're a huge fan of one team scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Because I got, I obviously picked the Broncos, and for the tiebreaker, I got it at thirty-five to seven. So, I uh, I play against Peyton Manning in fantasy this week. So, <sighs> I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, it's so yeah, I mean Broncos. Everyone knows that. It's just just how many points do they score? Anywhere from between thirty to fifty is is in, is in play in this game. Yeah, I, I got to take the Broncos in this one too. I think they put as many points on the board as they want. Uh, I think the Raiders will be lucky to get it, get a touchdown at all. Uh, I actually have for the tiebreaker, um, thirty-five to six, because I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna score a single touchdown. I think they're they're gonna have to. Uh, it's I, it's I can't even the imagine sad, this game. The sad thing is like this used to be a really 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 great rivalry, and anytime these two teams played. There was always that chance that anyone could win at any time, regardless of record, and that's just not going. It's, it's so gone, it's so removed from this equation. No, it's it, not happening it at all. It doesn't even matter that the Broncos don't have a good running back. They just they've got Peyton Manning, and they've got people that can catch the ball. That's they've got people with hands. That's all you need. God bless you, Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's that's going to wrap it up for us for our week three preview uh, here at the Sports Id. I'm Drew. Uh, I'm Ian. I'm Daniel. Sorry, I'll <laughs> just text me. It's really cute, though, just text me. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.